0: challenging, thought-provoking, insightful, this is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev, Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener.
1: Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I sure appreciate you joining us today. It's, uh, it's awesome to be with you, and uh, what a day. You've, you've reached the ninja pastor, and that's pretty cool. Not that you've reached me. I mean, that's not the cool part. The cool part is, is that I can sit in front of a computer console. By the way, today we're in our southern command. With my buddy and his bride and my puppy, ever faithful Buckeye, and uh, but it's so cool that the internet is such a great tool for communication with the world. Um, my and hello to the folks in chat, by the way, chat is open. Hello to our guests in chat, good to have you. Uh, it's always an honor to have folks. Um, I will say this: it is interesting to me. Uh, my audience is growing in a in an odd way may be wondering what that odd way is you're not supposed to really say something about an odd way and then all of a sudden i don't say anything about what the odd way is no it's growing in an odd way because uh the blocks the eastern block is really really growing i don't mean middle eastern block i mean the eastern block is uh growing really fast russia uh ukraine it's now uh we're up a whole percentage point over uh last week and we we're on a steady growth pattern, and we had about—I'm I'm, guessing—right around three thousand subscribers. Uh, they have the odd email addresses, and so most of them are from overseas. I'm sure some, some are fake. I send out test emails to see, and we removed the ones that. But uh, so what, what I'm saying about that is, you go to the Ninja Pastor, the Ninja Pastor, or Doctor Sean Greener com. You go there, and you click on. Uh, There's a little. Panel that pops up for you. Put your name and your email address there, and you'll get all the updates. Everything we do. So we do a lot of stuff. We do we do some interesting things. So in fact, last night, uh, last night is uh, really a, a pretty it was a pretty cool night. I mean, I have to tell you, I spoke to the 912 Delaware Patriots and Karen Griton, Or Gritton, I'm sorry, Karen. I always mess your name up, and I apologize. Uh, great leader over there. Uh, she runs the whole state, Delaware, 912 Delaware Patriots, and so I was in the uh, the, uh, the capital of the state of Delaware yesterday, Dover, Delaware, and uh, I was uh, so pleased to be the keynote speaker for their meeting last night, and the room was packed. the standing room only. In fact, you know, there was a bunch of people standing. It was just really awesome. Uh, so that was in Dover, Delaware, and I get to speak to the southernmost uh, group. I get to speak to them on Thursday. So it's pretty cool, pretty, pretty cool. And uh, so it's a group that, you know, you have to travel up and down the states to talk to, and they pack out the rooms, and, and I love that. I certainly love that. Patriots, of all ages, by the way. There were uh, two young ladies there. I was talking about uh, Islam in America, the truth of Islam and Sharia in America. That's what gonna we'll be talking about tomorrow night. Oh, by the way, it, you can come. If you're not Media Matters, uh, they threatened me with protesting last night, and they were going to disrupt my meeting and all that stuff, uh, disrupt the meeting and, and my speech. Uh, but they didn't come. I guess they don't like pizza and Italian food because it was at Grado's. Grado's is not a sponsor, but the food is pretty good. Uh, but the point is, is is that they didn't come. And so I don't know if they'll be there on uh, Thursday at 7 or not, but if they are, we'll handle it because this is a tough group. This uh, 912 Delaware Patriots, uh, most of the people in there are packing. And I love that. Absolutely love that. So uh, thank you, Steve from Ohio, for the virtual biscuit for Buckeye. She will appreciate that. And uh, so anyway, my point in all that is is we're we're super, super busy. We did an hour uh, on Sunday, hour broadcast on Sunday. Thank you for joining us, putting up with our technical difficulties. But boy, wasn't it worth it? You guys go to my YouTube page. If you just go to YouTube and then put in The Ninja Pastor or go to my website, there's tons of links there the last blog or whatever you go there and uh, that'll you know click on that link that'll take you to my YouTube channel once I get enough views I will be able to have youtube.com backslash the ninja pastor but right now I have to get more views and more shares and likes and all that stuff more comments until they'll allow you to have that I could pay for it but I do this show for free and basically everything we do for free uh, so I can't afford to do it so Anyway, so go to the YouTube channel, because on Sunday, uh, we went to the Victory Village Veterans Center uh, veter- uh, homeless center for Homeless Veterans. Victory Village Center for Homeless Veterans. And let me tell you something. Wow, Port Penn, Delaware is where it is. And my good friend Ray Seaman, in his own right, uh, pastor, uh, really works himself nearly to death serving people and asking really nothing in return. Uh, he's going to be doing a go-to uh, troubadour ministry you type in Troubadour Ministry, uh, that'll take you to his website. They're doing a big um, fundraiser this weekend. I'll be there. I'm honored to be there. Uh, thank you, Liz and Charlie, for uh, facilitating that. I really appreciate that. So I'll be there. But this is the amazing thing. Um, my buddy Steve is a teacher. I can't say his name, uh, his full name, and the school because it, it could potentially you know, bring trouble to him, and I don't want to do that, uh, but he, one of his students is this world-class uh, violinist and fiddle player. Folks, I am telling you, this kid, you're going to remember this name, Andrew Vogts, V-O-G-P-S, Andrew Vogts, andrewvogts.com. Uh, go to my website, the uh, theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com. You go there. Go over to blog, and I think it's the last blog, uh, you go down, you, you search him uh, in the search thing, but just go down and you'll you'll see it there. It's little videos we did of him playing. Well, he has an album out. Right? We don't say album anymore, do we? CD. I guess he has a CD out. Uh, it's tremendous. This this kid is literally internationally known, uh, and he will be um, 16. I mean, this kid is 16 years old. He just got his license on Friday. He blew us away, and at one point he plays this violin. It's 120. He played 600 violins at this festival, this fiddle festival, uh, before he decided on this one. 120 year old. I swear he was trying to set it on fire with that bow in his fingers. Really unreal. So you want to you want to go there? Uh, go to my YouTube, or go to the. It's probably easier to go to the NinjaMaster.com and then find him in, under the box section. Click on those links, watch the videos. But then, but then, you know. Search him, you know. Uh, this kid deserves to be world famous. I mean, he really, really is extraordinary. And i got to tell you, and his mom, super nice, super nice lady. Served our country for 30 years, I think she said, um, very honorably, and we appreciate that so much. Uh, they're making a lot of sacrifices because he he's clearly and truly and, uh, and obviously a prodigy. Kid's 16 years old. He wears a size 14 bootie, know, boot He had an ostrich boot. No, no, no. He had alligator boots on. I was trying to find every way I could, because I can wear a fort, every way I could to trick this kid into leaving his boots somewhere, you know, maybe playing barefoot at something. And then I would abscond with his boots and, of course, look like I didn't have any idea what, what happened to his boots. Um, I know, I know. It's not good. Pray for me. I'm an imperfect being. But they were amazing alligator boots. And so, what ends up happening is this kid is, is so nice. He's such a nice kid. He's funny, uh, you know, he's got this really cool head of hair, which I'm losing my hair, so I'm sensitive to people who have big, Doyle, I'm talking to you, big fluffy hair. Um, and uh, But he does, he's just amazing. But what makes him super amazing outside of his prodigy playing is, wow, holy moly, nice kid, nice kid. Really smart in his other subjects, too, so kind of crazy. He's fun to watch, so watch those videos. I mean, it'd be a lot of fun. Now, before I forget, I want to talk about something really quick. A lot of you have been asking me questions about log the logox the dot com, and you've been wanting to know how do I how do I know about this? How would I know about this now? Obviously, I don't cut I don't cut wood now because no offense, but you know I'm 100% disabled. Uh, so you would say, well, how's that happen? I have some dear friends, also great patriots, uh, and uh, husband and wife and son. And the son served our country uh, most honorably in the United States Army Special Forces. And and, uh, he's just an amazing, amazing young man. And he and his wife, Catherine, Austin and Catherine, great people. She is a physician. And so I knew Lynn first from the Frederick Douglass Republicans. But anyway, you know, you guys, you would would know Uh, Kay Carl. Kay Carl Smith, when he's been on my show, she works with Kate Carl. She she helps uh, promote Kay Carl and, and helps him out in every way she can. She's a great patriot, really. Uh, Frederick Douglass Republic. So Lynn's son, Austin, uh, she and I pray for Austin. Sometimes she'll text me uh, when he was uh, still active in the Special Forces Army. Uh, he would have a night jump in a foreign land, or he'd be in uh, the thick. And uh, you know, leading his many men, and uh, you know, she she texts me, and the wee hours, I don't sleep well. I sleep very, very, very little, and so she would text me, and she'd say, "If you could, if you remember to pray for Austin, he's you know, he's in this, uh, he's doing this thing, and you know, mom worry, and I understand that completely. Uh, but the point is, uh, the point is, is this, is that they have this company. Now, they live, uh, they live up in, uh, well, I don't want to say where because, you know, he is a veteran. Um, they live north of here in a place that's, uh, you know, lots of woods, snowy, and they live out and about. And, and so they heat their home, at, you know, they augment their heat with wood. Now, when I grew up, we didn't have any other heater. It was wood or it was freeze. It was wood or your teeth chattered. So my point in all that is this, is that, you know, an all-American company using all-American steel. And, uh, you know, I would hear them talk about the Logox and, you know, developing the product and, and all this stuff and then how they were going to do uh, all-American raw materials and all-American manufacturing and all-American sales force, and all this stuff. And, and I just, I love that. And, and so we worked out a way that we could uh, help my viewers and uh, help them. And that's what I want to do. Uh, so if you go to thelogox, L-O-G-O-X, thelogox.com, uh, when you go to checkout, if you get that 3-in-1 tool, which is amazing, you get the 3-in-1, you get $25 off at checkout if you put in the Ninja Pastor. So that's how it all happens. We're, we're good friends, and I, I want them want them to have every good thing come their way. I really, really do, and you know, truthfully, they deserve it. They really deserve it. So, uh, I'm I'm excited uh, to to work with them and and to help them because they deserve every good thing that comes their way. And so, uh, so there's that. So now you know the story behind that. We, you know, we we met, and I, and, uh, you know, love them right away. I wish, I wish. Actually, I don't want to live somewhere closer. Uh, from the standpoint that where they live is a very cold place. Uh, but lots of wildlife, lots of stuff. Uh, by the way, those of you who follow me on Facebook, and if you go to Facebook, we have 900 and I think I eliminated 60 or so. So now we're down to 959 pending friend requests. Uh, every now and then I go through, and I'm just going to say this, no offense, but if you're still a hashtag never trumper, I got I to gotta cut you loose when I find you. Just I think at this stage, it's it's egregious. Uh, because you know he is absolutely our president, and he, uh, he is working hard, harder than ever. Uh, I know uh, guys on his Secret Service detail, and I can tell you they uh, have nothing but glowing things. And I have another buddy who protects uh, Melania, and he, of course, has nothing negative to say because it's Melania. But he said they're the nicest people. They're so intelligent. They all work so hard. And, by the way, says Barron is just an awesome kid. So uh, you liberals, take note. Uh, Media Matters, if you're listening, uh, I've got to tell you, you've got to leave Barron alone or you'll have me to answer to. Uh, he's a nice kid. We don't mess with the president's kids. It's, that's just off limits. So anyway, all that said to say this, um, you know, it's a good day. It's it's. Oh, by the way, by the way, I want to thank you guys for remembering to join me uh, at 3 today instead of 4. And I'll tell you what. I'm considering potentially making it earlier every Wednesday. So I want to see uh, you guys, uh, you guys in chat, and and the people that message me and go through the website and go through com backslash the ninja pastor show page. Let me know. Let me know if, if three o'clock works better for you. If you like it better, uh, you know, it'd be great. So I, I talk about Facebook and Twitter at the ninja pastor. Follow me on Twitter at the ninja pastor. Um, But on Facebook, you saw that I took a tick off of my inside of my arm already. So I want you guys to be careful. Really pay attention. Uh, You know, I'm out in wildlife all the time. My dog and I, uh, and then I'm out with my buddies, uh, my photography buddies, doing photography, and, uh, you know, they're mostly old people. And uh, so I say to them, listen, you know, uh, you know, be careful and all this, and they're always saying, you know what? You be careful. You're the you're the stumbly one, and uh, you're the one that's 100% disabled. You know, we may be old, but you're disabled. And so, but one of the things that I have to say is, listen, pay attention to these ticks out there, folks. They're no fooling. These ticks are no fooling. I am telling you, uh, they'll make you so sick. I have neighbors and friends and relatives. That didn't know what was they didn't know what was wrong with them for years for years and I have to tell you they got so sick I, I have one friend who has been in the hospital for months at a time on life support from Lyme disease from Lyme getting bit by a tick and uh, and it's just it's awful folks it's just awful so please don't take it lightly Uh, Now, I have seizures if I use, a lot of you will send me, you're so kind and so thoughtful, you will send me, um, you will send me lovely things. I mean, I get all kinds of things from, if you just drink three caps of apple cider vinegar a day with some honey and some cardamom, other stuff, ticks won't, you know, come around you. Eat 12 loaves of garlic an hour, really, no one will come around me, they they say that. And so, uh, and that's lovely, I really do appreciate it. And then many of you will say, Get you some deep, some spray on deep, and spray it on your body. Here's the problem. I have a brain injury. By the way, it's Brain Injury Awareness Month. So if you love somebody with brain injury, uh, my friend Christabel Braden, great musician and speaker, Hope After Head Injury, go to that, uh, you'll see there's a thing you can put on your, uh, your avatar uh, for this month Hope After Head Injury. And so, anyway, the point is, is one of the things that triggers uh, seizures is. Deep. Well it's not just deep. It's just like this, you know, the spray I don't want to give them any money. Uh the spray on stuff will literally within minutes, not even minutes, I think, within seconds it'll give me uh it'll put me into a seizure. And so convulsions and all that stuff. So I can't do that. And I've tried some other stuff and I'll be honest with you, the other stuff just doesn't get it done. And because I do a lot of photography, I'm out in the wilderness and you know there's ticks, there's biting flies. Because, you know, where there's bars and whatnot, I wish there was bears where I was. Let's be honest. And crocodiles and all that stuff. I wish all that stuff was there. You know I do. And giraffes. Oh, and sloth, And monkeys and gorillas. I wish all that stuff was there. But here's the – now that I think about it, really, I do wish I was – I watched this thing the other night on this lady who uh, has raised a gorilla. And the gorilla signs and understands language and signs responses. It's, it's crazy 300 words it's more than my vocabulary let's be honest so uh i was just fascinated boy so fascinating they have as an adult they have 20 to 30 times the strength of of a a grown man Um, and so or or one or two times the strength of my son doyle so but the point is is you know when you go into those places you're going to be exposed to ticks biting flies and all that stuff. And so there has to be some way. Oh, I have this special hat now. I can, it can, it can, uh, uh, what it does, it has a, a neck uh, over the face and the neck. Uh, and it's it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. Brain injury, I forget that I have it. I even have it with all my equipment in my truck and I will go out to the field and forget I have the hat. That's the problem with brain injury, so. Anyway, so I just a public service announcement from the Ninja Pastor to you is look, if you're out and about, listen, even in your backyard, even if you don't live in the country, you've got to understand, man. Uh these ticks will be well, I treat my dog and my dog goes out and it's fine. Well, here's what happens with that treatment. And I do it too. I give I give my dog uh, my daughter Lily is in a veterinary school and she's like, hey, You gotta make sure you give the dog this and I always did before she went there, but she's giving me the really good stuff now. And so But one of the things is is you can't take a break from it because you never know. You never know when they're out there. Look how early I got this. I don't know how long this thing's been on the inside of my arm, but my arm was hurting, and I couldn't figure out why. And so I'm looking, 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 and I find this thing. I think it's like a mole or a skin tag or something. And uh, I tried to pull it off because that's what I do until I realize, oh, crap, this is a a tick. And it's burrowed in me. I don't know if I got the head out or not. Who knows? I think I think we did, but I don't know for sure. Uh, but the point of all this diatribe is, pay attention because if it's on your dog, even though you treat your dog, once the tick tries to bite the dog, and realizes, ew, it has fleas in it, especially if your dog sleeps with you or sits with you, of course mine does, uh, and then that tick jumps off the dog, and gets onto you. Well, you don't have that same stuff in you, and on and on and on it goes. And listen, you can get so sick. Don't mess around with it. Pick more than Ellis is a bad deal. So anyway, from me to you, and I and I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? Let me spend a few minutes talking with some folks. And, and you know, rem- not that I have to remind you. You're smart people. I have such a smart audience. Um, <laughs> Steve from Ohio says, uh, sound smart enough to vote Republican. Awesome and amen. So uh, thank you. Also, we have some guests I haven't seen before. Caldwell Madison Review. And some other guests, it's awesome to have you. I know with the the earlier time, um, you know, we may, some folks may have to listen on replay, which is totally fine with me. Let's see if this is our guest. You you guys remember Mark Sutherland. Uh, After Mark was on the show, I tell you, folks were just going on and on and on. Uh, By the way, Mark's um, oldest son, he is training to be a vet as well. How cool is that? You know, that's awesome. And so, but Mark, you guys remember Mark. He is a really, really smart guy. He's a man of great, great faith. And uh, we're just, we're so honored to have him. And and so it, it's one of those things. To, I always say this, and, and I really mean it. I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. I really mean it. Um, you know, one of the things that's so awesome about doing this show and traveling around the country speaking is I get to meet the neatest people. Even if they're across the pond, you know, even if they're all the way over in the UK, I get them and I met him through, of all places, Facebook. And so we had him on the show and it was extraordinary. Uh, The response was amazing. So we wanted to have uh, Mark back and uh, to visit with us a little bit and to also visit with you. So the other thing is, oh, my goodness, Steve from Ohio says, if we can train a gorilla, can we train liberals? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, I'm sorry <laughs> to say. Not that I'm comparing, hey Mark, not that I'm comparing liberals to gorillas because I think too much of gorillas to do that.
2: <laughs> how are, <laughs> that how are you, funny sir? It has ticked my funny boat. I'm, I'm very well, and it's an absolute uh, privilege to be back, and so thank you very much for uh, kindly inviting me, and uh, just say hello to uh, your incredible, intelligent audience. Um, Something's really struck me. I was just listening to you for quite a few minutes. And uh, what a privilege I find it is to talk to people like you and many others on that side of the pond who have the inside knowledge. When you were just talking about the Secret Service detail and talking about uh, President Trump, Melania, Barron in that way, it is such a privilege to hear what deeply upsets me. (laughs) And and I want to, if I can, talk about this a little bit in a, in a little while is is how is just how the press is behaving, and what an absolute battle uh, we have on our hands on both sides of the pond, sir. Um, it's uh, it's tough. It's a real tough fight at the moment. Um, yeah, it is. I was in the I was in the um, I had the privilege to be in the House of Commons, our Parliament, last night. Wow. Uh, please don't think I'm an MP because I'm not. <laughs> but I attended, um, I attended a prayer meeting last night. And if there's any other message wow. um, I would love to be able to convey, it's this. I was in a prayer meeting last night. It's in a small chapel at the bottom uh, in the in the basement. Um, you walk through the hall where uh, the Queen Mother, I believe, laid in state, etc. And our history, I know, is very important to a lot of you on the other side of the pond and, and, and very respected, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, so you walk through to the end of the hall, and then you go down these steps into a chapel, into St. Mary's Chapel, um, which is a rather interesting, the way, it's, uh, the way it's the whole decor and everything. So the, the prayer meeting was started, was um, run by a group called the Conservative Christian Association. So it is the Conservative Party, Christians who are involved in the Conservative Party. So last night was a prayer meeting to pray for our nation and to pray for Brexit. And the timing <laughs> couldn't have been more timely. And I I was in London. I, I was invited to go along by a dear friend of mine. And I was there. And um, one thing I, I'd like to say is that by being in that building, I took the time to pray with two other people out loud, to uh, pray about um, the Balfour agreement, to pray about the 100 year anniversary, and the fact that our nation would do right by Israel. Now, even saying that in various quarters of our country, it doesn't go down very well within the sort of liberal left-wing politics and it doesn't go down very well in people that that uh, believe in a th- in a theology called replacement theology where they say that the church is taken over from israel and that you know the two run hand by hand side by side so i just wanted to say that not because i'm being big not because i'm being clever but I, one message I want to say to you, my dear friend, and, and your wonderful audience, is man, oh, man, do we need to get on our knees in prayer at the moment. And I know that yeah. many people are on your side of the pond. I know that. And there are people on this side of the pond that are doing that. And maybe I'm not in touch with some of those as much. And um, I I'm going to work on that because I could, frankly do with the encouragement if we if we look at um if we look at the uk a dear friend of mine described this the other day that you've got england you've got ireland you've got wales you've got scotland and then you've got london and then London is, is rather a bit like, uh, I'd say, a bit like California, um, dare I mention that state on your radio show, um, because there's some wonderful people there, but it's just some of the politics that are going on and some of the other antics over there, and you know what I'm talking about. And, um, but in California, you know, if they actually left, if they were able to sit at the G8 themselves, they could sit at the G8 and be only a few years ago. I'm not sure now what the way things are going. But they would be maybe seventh or eighth biggest economy in the world themselves. So London is like that—is this huge driver of the rest of um, the rest of the UK. But what is also happened? I may have said this last time, so if I'm repeating myself, I do apologise. But it's to look at how the spiritual power bases and the power bases of the media have suddenly become very, very controlled. And I don't have to tell you that to you guys over there because you know exactly what's going on in regard to how your media has uh, has been lying. And there is collusion. And I've come to that conclusion of collusion across the pond. So in London, in many ways, you used to have it going out to the regions. I mean, you do have BBC in the regions. You do have ITV in the regions to a point. But it's become so centralised back into London. And many, many people that work in the media game then live in a certain part of London. It means that they're going to go to the same parties. It means that they then live in an elite, in some sort of media elitist bubble. And I can only guess, not that I've been there yet, but that must be exactly the same within the Washington Beltway. And we have our own equivalent of a motorway beltway, which is the M25. And it suddenly really struck me, the, the bubble that we are in here and how much prayer we need and prayer from outside London to burst that bubble. Because the fight that's going on um, in the House of Lords, and you may have seen that, there is this huge fight. There's this huge fight amongst the elites who just do not want to leave uh, the EU. They do not want to respect the democratic mandate of 17,410,742 people with a majority of a million. And that mandate, that right to be able to vote, was pushed through by over 40 MPs when they elected to have a referendum last June the 23rd. So that, you know, this is what's going on. So I don't know how certain aspects of the press are being played out where you are with this issue, but the key issue to educate everyone on your side of the pond, and it is a I have to say, it's such a privilege to be able to do, I say it every time, I really mean it, because it is an incredible privilege to be able to talk um, in this way. And uh, I'm a very, very, very ordinary person who's reading the news and and looking online just as much as everyone else. But the key issue is about the amount of the three million members of the EU countries that actually live in uh, the UK at the moment. And the reason, and the reason why the House of the MPs threw out the vote in regard to, to, have, to protect that citizen right at the moment, it's about when we go to the EU. and when we start negotiating over, over that, because we have over a million, uh, I think, uh, British citizens all over the EU. And no, we don't want to throw these people out. But it is about the fact that we have to be in a position to negotiate from a position of strength. And to be fair, at the end of last year, um, Theresa May went to uh, Mrs. Merkel, and I've forgotten the other individual's name, and tried to start negotiating this. And Merkel and this other individual said, no, we'll negotiate it when you put Article 50 in. And as a reminder, Article 50 is the article that you put in which is you giving notice to the fact that you will be withdrawing from the EU. And Theresa May, the Prime Minister, is hoping to do, wishes to do that. I wish her to do that. Many people wish to do that on both sides of the argument, is just to get on with it um, in March. But at the moment, we potentially have this ping pong between the two houses, Um, and you may not. So we have our House of Commons elected, lords are some of that goes back years and years that they have a, a right to sit there and then you have honorary peers that various uh, prime ministers various parties then give out and they are like a second chamber supposedly of experts but as we have discovered Sean it's also a second chamber of many many europhiles uh many people that have had you know getting wonderful pensions from the eu that i could even uh, pension well what is a pension i can only dream of that um from the uh, eu and this kind of political uh this kind of political influence so on the one hand this fight has been excellent because it has really shown uh people for what they are and president trump and i deliberately call him that because he is he is your president the fact that the press don't want to call him that, the fact that the press are having huge problems calling him that, he is—he needs—he's been starting to drain your swamp, and he needs to do it so fast, and we need to pray for that. And we have our own um, our own swamp to drain, I believe, as well. Over to agree, you, sir.
1: Well, let let me um, let me just point out something that I think you probably are aware of. Uh, the today it's Women's Day. It's International Women's yeah. Day, March eighth. Yeah. They say, you know, stay home from work. Uh, you know, show them how much you're needed. Wear red. And as my buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania, great state of Pennsylvania, great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, reminds us that uh, this was patterned after a worker movement in Russia. Uh, March 8, 1917 which kicked off the communist revolution isn't that interesting Uh, now my buddy Steve from Ohio is a registered nurse a very important job clearly and obviously and he says he's working in a hospital full of women today they are intelligent, degreed professionals who showed up to work today Mm. but what's interesting to me and and Jerry brings up is the communist uh, USA manifesto is almost identical to the democratic platform I say all that to say this yeah. It is yeah. it is interesting to me that in the UK, uh, and, and I would like for you to take a few minutes or as long as you need to explain the EU and what Brexit, what brought it about, what it really is, because I think a lot of people think it's something it's not, uh, and, and they don't really realize what it is, so we would benefit, because you live, you know, you live and experience life there, very intelligent uh, man of great faith, and so you are very politically astute. Um, would you mind sharing with us and, and our audience what exactly is the EU, how did it come about, and why is it a problem such that Brexit, which, by the way, America, I don't know if you realize, you know, uh, European nations were, I, I find this amazing, but we, 2.86% uh, of our audience now is from Russia. And wow. So people from around the world uh, really – they know a lot more about what's really happening in uh, the mm. UK than, than we do. Mm. What's interesting to me mm. is most people in the United States, they don't know. They have no idea. Mm. It, it was one of the most mm. major things to happen in global politics uh, mm. in, in mm. governance in the world. Mm. So would you mm. mind explaining yeah. to us what, what, what brought it about? What is it? Well, absolutely, I'll and that. Too, Mark. Mark, I tell you what else too. Here's the interesting thing: the same crowd here in the United States who goes on and on and on about how Trump, uh, President Trump, cheated, and how uh, Russia helped him get in by hacking,
2: well, and me. all, all of these do other nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they
1: yeah. don't, uh, Mark. They don't. They don't believe that same crowd believes that somehow Brexit. Wasn't real that it was some trick that it was some uh, you know
2: it, 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 some some
1: uh, uh, apparition I guess if you will
2: well, it, and so yeah, they yeah. this is what they believe. Yeah. Well, it's it, well. First of all, I'd like to thank you. I will explain this. First of all, I'd like to say this. Let's put it in another context. And and a Facebook friend of mine uh, was there and he filmed it live at Berkeley in California on Saturday because you were. Uh, you were having Trump rallies uh, um, up and down uh, various parts of your country in support of your president. That's right. So could you please could you please explain to me why the communist flag was being held by someone at Berkeley? Right. That was filmed. That was on my friend's Facebook live. So that's the first thing. I mean, I'm, but you know, I'm going to Mark, kids, yep.
1: Mark, in, in the United States of America, I'm telling you, it's stunning to say. Chil- young children, high school age children uh mm. college students, they're all being taught, and I talked about this in my book, Excellence Killed the Church, how yeah. mediocrity is yeah. destroying America. I talked about it, how the teachers are not there to teach, even in community colleges, uh mm. you know, mm. all the way up mm. through doctoral degrees, they are not mm. there to teach truth and facts any longer or how to think critically. They are there to indoctrinate and propagandize
2: Abs- ab- even absolutely an entire generation absolutely. to believe it. Absolutely, Mark, absolutely. They don't believe and there's anything wrong with the communist flag. They don't believe anything well, wrong I'm, with being a socialist. Well, you well, you, better ask, you better ask the, uh, the you know, the 0.295% from Russians who are actually listening to your show. I mean, the point, the point, is, yeah. I mean, today, I'm not going to tell you where, but I heard a young person under 25, you know, give such a absolutely slam Breitbart, you know, as a bunch of right wing whatever. And I, and I just, I just had to. I'd already expressed my opinion to some extent, and a few other issues. I really had to shut my gulp, my mouth, at that point. Sorry, I really had to shut it. I'm just going. This is utter indoctrination, right? This is total indoctrination. Yeah. So going, so going, uh, going back. Um, I mean, to be honest, if they if they don't want to be uh, part of the land of the free, then why don't they leave? They obviously don't have a full understanding of your constitution at all. And I will say this. To you and your listeners, I'm trying to catch up on that. I need to read the Madison Papers, etc. I need to read this stuff, and dear friends are going to uh, and try and get this out to me because we either, be, you know, they either believe um, on why the Constitution came about, why the Pilgrim Fathers fled, the the uh, fled Europe, and why they came over, came over to America, etc. Um and it's understanding that in regard to alienable rights under God, freedom uh, and property rights, etc. So you know it's and and the fact that it is it is uh, true representation. And as someone (laughs) said to me, you know, you left the EU because it sounds as though you were having taxation without representation. And uh, and I immediately said, yes, seventy seventy six in a in in reverse. And the gentleman was absolutely right. So going back to your question and explaining it, and uh, let's try and get certain things as right as I can. So. the the eu as an idea was the idea of two men one called uh, arthur salter one called jean monnet and they were both members and this is the key thing they were both members of the league of nations and the league of nations then led excuse me then led into the united nations and i and i uh, <laughs> embarrassed to say that uh, arthur salter i think was a british civil servant jean monnet was a frenchman and uh, in the past maybe a bit of a wheeler-dealer, and uh, I think it had actually been out to Canada, and um, French Canada as well. So that's when the whole idea came about, about uniting Europe. Now, we haven't got time to look at how the First World War come about and certain aspects of the Second World War, because history is written by the victors, Mr. President, and hist- a lot of history has, uh, has been uh, written after the Second World War by uh, by Churchill, and I'm alluding to the fact that um, see, things may not see what they seem. In other words, if you go back to like Karl Marx, you know Karl Marx was paid was paid by bankers to cross uh, cross Europe. In other words, what I'm saying is is that banks have finance wars on both sides, right? That happen that happens all the time. That's another subject for another right. night that I'd love to discuss, but. So let's get back to you to to Europe. So, you sadly had the Second World War and all the devastation that went on. Leading up to that, I believe um, I believe that uh, Jean uh, Jean Monet was trying to to use the whole sort of European uh, dream as a way to stop the Second World War. It didn't happen. So by 1956, the European Union came about because it came out of the amalgamation of the French and German steel production. So it amalgamated that, that meant that they couldn't then make their own shells to then, you know, uh, fire at each other. That was the whole thing. So by 1956, that had really come about. And there may be one or two, you know, it may be within two years, but that's basically when it was founded. But the whole thing is this, and this is the secret behind it, and when the two people that I know wrote a book called The History of Europe and The Great Deception, um, and I read quite a bit of that and steam came out of my ears again, confirming what I thought, hence by written by Richard North and Christopher Booker. And they, I then filmed Richard North doing a presentation called Flexit, which to this day, I mean, It's only had 22, 23. It just shows you the power of the press, what's going on. It's only had nearly 23,000 views, all the little films, right? Now, there are 17 million people, over 17 million people that voted to leave. There are MPs dying to find out information. And it just amused me in some ways that why those hits aren't even more, because all the information's there. And basically, certain individuals do not want to engage in the information because they don't want the truth, because they don't want to leave, because they've actually forgotten how to rule their country. But that's another thing. So going back to the EU, you then you then um, the whole basis of it is to create a super national government that is run by commissioners that you can't vote in or out. And then what would happen is, is that treaty by treaty, they would take the democracy, excuse me, of each individual country away. Now for us in the UK, now by 1948, we had really lost, began to lose our empire big time. Now this is my own personal opinion. As Genesis 12 says, you know, we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem right we are to pray for that because we will be blessed as a nation and i will urge everyone over there please pray that president donald trump moves that embassy from tel aviv to jerusalem in israel as fast as possible and i firmly believe and and
1: and while we're on the topic while we're on the topic not to interrupt but uh happy purim to uh, our friends, our, our Jewish friends uh, all around the yeah. world, and especially in yeah. Israel, it's, it's uh, the Feast of Purim that's mm-hmm. coming up, Purim, and uh, there's a lot of celebration and costume wearing, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. treats eating, and then they read the Book of Esther with great reverence and joy. Right. So happy Purim. I know I have a, a very, very large uh, Israeli uh, and Hebrew audience. So to you, we, we wish you uh, a great, great Purim. So go on, I'm sorry to interrupt, well, but I wanted to make sure. No, I, no,
2: no, no, at all. You bless, that bless you for that. bless you for that. And, but I, you know, to pray that he, that he moves that embassy really fast, because I believe that as a nation, you will be greatly blessed. And I, my prayer is, and what we need to do in the UK is to follow very, very swiftly. Uh, the problem is, is that we've, we've swallowed uh, a lot of sort of left wing diatribe in regard to how that's viewed. So why do I right. say that? Because in, you know, we, we, we ratted on a deal with Israel in regard to uh, the Jews, in regard to the Balfour Agreement. So 19, and I believe, and sadly, some of our conduct to the Jews during the Second World War was just disgusting. And I believe that by 1948, we were judged as a nation, and that's why our empire disappeared. Yeah. And one of the things that, the main reason why we had that empire at times, I believe this at times it you know wasn't, wasn't perfect, But it it took the gospel all the way around the world. So here we are at this time. We then, we'd fought the Second World War. We became nearly bankrupt as a country. Fortunately, you came into the war um, as America came in. And uh, we managed, we we won. Now, the issue is, is that we were bankrupt after that. We still had rationing. Going on, I think, to 1954, 1956. We, um, in 1958, Ted Heath, who eventually uh, took us in to uh, the EU in 1973. I think then he was uh, like a junior uh, minister or working with Harold Macmillan. Uh, They'd be uh, Harold Macmillan wanted to take us into Europe. In 1961, we applied. We were turned down. Hugh Gateskill, a very well-known Labour MP, said. If we uh, get go into the EU, then uh, it ends a thousand years of history. By 1968, we applied again, and Charles uh, uh, Charles de Gaulle, I think, chairman, said, "You know, why do you want to join Europe? You trade, you have trading uh, wins, and you trade all the way around the world." By 1973, we had we had gone in. We had then voted. Basically, we had gone in. We didn't vote to go in. That's the key thing. There was a small paragraph in the Tory party um, manifesto and Ted Heath said, I will take us into the EU. I think he won that election in 1972. By 1973, we were in. And if you go on YouTube, I should even put it on your site, on Facebook page. If you go on Facebook and you see the piles of paper that came in, you would be absolutely shocked. Now, I personally believe that we, we uh spiritually as well we do not have the authority to give away our nation statehood right we don't have the authority to do that my own understanding scripturally is that jesus said you know i will return to judge the nations now the what then happened was we joined the common market which was basically a way of trading with other countries without trade barriers you in america you're perfectly used to that where before, I think the establishment of the Federal Reserve, which is another subject, you then uh, you then had you would then make money by um, by trade tariffs from state to state, right? So EU comes about, and we are then uh, we are then joined the common market in 1975. We then have a situation where we have another boat to come out, and oh no, it's all fine, and the whole thing secretly is that over time. Treaty by treaty, secretly you would take the sovereignty of your, of a nation as well. By 1992, um, and Richard North, Christopher Booker talk about this. The amount of paper and and uh, edicts coming down the line was massive. And what it is is that I believe, I mean, I, you know, I mean, as much to some people it isn't, but I do believe spiritually, it has brought about. Massive sort of control, and um, it is not. And you are a republic. You are not in that sense a democracy. You are a representative republic. It's something that we over here people don't understand. You have the electoral, the electoral college for a reason. And whatever people think, you know, President Donald Trump won. And as far as I'm concerned, I think he won the popular vote. Maybe ask uh, how many people voted that personally weren't registered to be inside your nation. So that's another, you know, maybe that's another issue that you can raise with President Obama in the past and in, in the future. But that's the key. That's the key thing. So we jo- we joined. Now, when you say, why did Brexit come about? The reason being, and I've been in the same room as some. I've had the privilege because I filmed them. I've had the privilege to be in the same room as some of these people, right? Over time. People began to realise that it isn't uh, democratic. And Margaret Thatcher, um, uh, you know, as as I think, uh, I think, um, you know, very very good friends with uh, President Reagan. Um, he, she, um, by ninety in 1973, was a real sort of. She was a minister, I think, in the Heath government, minister of education. She was a real proponent of. The, uh, European Union. By 1988, she made a very, very famous speech, said, no, 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 Mr Delors, Jacques Delors, a French, uh, I think, uh, I don't know whether he was the Prime Minister, I can't remember at that time, maybe leader of France. And she said, no, 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 Mr Delors. And um, that is when she began to realise about what the European Union is, which is basically a a, a body run by a group of commissioners that is are unelectable, even though we have, you know, MEPs, Member of the European Parliament. To me, that's just that's just a joke. So she then gets kicked out in 1919. And I find it really fascinating. I mean, she she got kicked out because of what she brought in, what was something called the poll tax. But actually, you could either argue now with some of the machinations that were going on that actually people inside Europe thought we've got to get rid of this woman. There's a very, very interesting, the way it was staged, With she was in France, when she was um, here, she had to go uh, to stand for the leadership of the party again. And in the first round, um, I think she got through, um, but there was sort of like a miscommunication between uh, her supposed sort of number one person who was representing her um, and uh, and France and you can may even there could even be an accusation that he actually indirectly may have stabbed her in the back and people may may say well what do you mean well all these years later Sean we are seeing in the Houses of Parliament people like Kenneth Baker who served in her uh, cabinet people like Michael Heseltine who had major run-ins with her they're all you know super, oh yes it's the Tory Party but they're massive Europhiles they're more interested in Europe than actually, to me, actually I'm um, standing by what democracy says, including that, that other individual, um, uh, Tony, Tony Blair. Um, so where well, we well, are Let me at. ask you
1: for a second. What do, you, what do you think of Tony Blair? What's your impression of him? <laughs>
2: um,
1: I, I used to think pretty highly of him, but I have to be honest, some of the things he said, uh, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's all
2: about. Right, okay, well, I'll put, I'll put my cards on the table. I was one of those idiots in 1997 that fell for him, that voted for him. Right. I was one of those idiots that did that. Now, maybe partly because the then present Tory government under John Major, um, there was just one scandal after another, one scandal after another, including him having having an affair with many years with another uh, Tory MP called Edwina Currie. I mean, it was one scandal and another and in he came. Now, I have said it. I have said it publicly as well. um, That i I mean, it's funny. I'm actually reading. I'm trying to read a book uh, called Vice by uh, uh, Dubois and Bernstein about the um, the hijacking of Bush Junior's presidency by um, by uh, Dick Cheney. Right. So it's a book that I'm trying to read at the moment. And you say, well, why have you brought that up? Well. In 1997, Blair comes in. You know, it's all you know. We they they wanted him because you had Clinton. That's how it came about. In 1993, I think there was a very very famous interview between Bill Clinton and uh, you know HRC, going um, you know I'm standing by my man and all this kind of thing. And when you're just about to win the nom- the win the, the nomination and then the rest is history. And of course, with what they got up to in Arkansas and then with Monica Lewinsky you know, Janika Broderick, Catherine Wiley, et cetera, and all that other disgusting stuff. The rest is history. But it, but, it, but we voted for a Clintonite, like young figures seem trendy. That was it. So what do I think of Tony Blair? Well, frankly, as we net hindsight's a wonderful thing. I fell for it too. and And this is a subject for another night about the whole thing of 9-11, what happened, which was just dreadful. But how that came about is another subject for another night. And if I'm honest with you, I I am on I go on the side of what people have called conspiracy in regard to that. I don't necessarily want to get into that um, now. But I'm I am saddened by those re- events and very respectful and oh, saddened absolutely. of all the all the people that died there and all the different things that happened after that. And but I don't believe that. Bush Jr. really wanted to go to war, and of course, if you read that book, if we look at the project of the New American Century with um, Wolfowitz and all the rest, they were looking—they were lo- already looking at the maps of Iraq and working out where all the oil was. Right. So that's another—that's another thing. So moving on, what do I think of Blair? Well, you go to war, you go to war in Iraq on a sexed-up dossier written by some student. You—you um, you this boat. We then have Colin Powell, of course, bless him, at the United Nations, shaking, uh, you know, a sort of uh, a plastic tube full of anthrax or whatever. We then have to go back to the fact that in 1975, I think Donald Rumsfeld, etc., they're selling, you know, weapons and gas and all the rest to Saddam Hussein. What do I think of Blair? Well, frankly, um, I don't call, I think <laughs> he, is, he is in for himself, right? He's an elitist. I fell for it. I mean, there's a wiki, there's a WikiLeaks email that I had read and heard about. Um, you know, a, a Hillary Rodham Clinton, then HRC, as I call her. Um, trying to avoid her name, if I'm honest. Bless her. Um, yes, we have to pray for these people, def- desperately. Um, she, um, she had sent. Uh, there was an email that she had either sent to Lynn Rothschild, going, yes, I'll. Um, Uh, I'll just talk to Teddy and uh, Tony, or we're just trying to get together, but Tony, I think, is in Aspen. Now, I can only come to the conclusion that she's talking about Tony Blair. Now, what kind of discussions are going on with these sort of elitist groups? And hear me, I am not being a clever expert here. I read things. I'm trying to join the dots as much as everyone else. And the privilege of being able to go on the radio and have this conversation with you is to really urge everyone. Through, of course, we got a. There's no doubt about it. We have to be on our knees praying about everything that's going on. We're in the biggest spiritual battle. I believe in my, in my life, this is the biggest spiritual battle uh, on both sides completely. of the. Point. And I and I yeah, have absolutely. to say I concur
1: completely. It's a yeah. spiritual battle.
2: Yeah, it's major, and the privilege of knowing that you are praying for us and we are praying for you. I believe, and, and I know that President Trump said it, I know that other people said it, that um, that Brexit was a bit of a spur for you. And that's what that's why, and it sort of ties in with this, because what, what happens is that all these ministers go off to Europe and it becomes a loving. So you say, going full circle, so, Excuse me, going full circle. I mean, Blair has made millions of pounds out of speaking. Well, now, I'm and, not and in,
1: sure. Whether... Chat, our brilliant chat, uh, folks, Jerry from Pennsylvania, likens him to Paul Ryan, uh, Speaker of our House, to some degree because, yeah. um, you yeah. know, he seems like he's in it for himself. I, this guy is straddling so many fences. I don't know how he doesn't pull a groin muscle. I mean, it's, it's, and I
2: thought that about Blair. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's a bit like when you wake up, I mean that phrase that uh, is that, that phrase that people use, you know, when they, when, when we get called, uh, I get called a conspiracy theorist all the time and I tell them and say, no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I deal in facts and I'll prove it to you. Mm. And, um, absolutely I sort of woke up big time in 2010 but, but before then as well um, no he's not to be trusted I mean his wife his wife um, is a very very interesting person as well and I think uh, her particular legal uh, arm that she's part of her company has made a made a lot of uh, made a lot of money as well I think in regard to the whole issue of uh, immigration and all the rest Um I'm just trying to Think of the uh, the title of her company. Very very interesting. I mean, within the Labour Party, Socialists over here, Jeremy Corbyn's lot. I mean, they can't stand him. And the thing is, you can argue, as I as I do, that in many ways, you know, he led us to war on a on a falsity. I'm sorry, but it was a falsity, and the whole thing that went on. Um, now, whether he would have ended up bombing uh, Libya. I mean, Cameron did that on his behalf. I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the the whole thing with uh, Serbia and Yugoslavia is certain aspects of that are very questionable as well. And people are shocked when I even say that. Um, But so that's what I think about. That's what I think about Blair, really. And then suddenly he's come up. I mean, he's actually very good that he's spoken to say, we mustn't leave the EU, uh, Sean, because everyone just goes yawn, 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 and just say, oh, Tony Blair's not gonna help the sort of the case of people wanting to stay there. But going back to the other question where you turn around and go, you know, why why have we left? Because basically what's happened over time is that the EU, we saw a massive decline of our manufacturing industry out, I mean, in the Midlands and going up, up north. We've seen a massive decline of that. Um, and it was under a Thatcherite government under the Thatcher government and this is how things are decided we 're moved manufacturing away um, and it's, and certain other aspects are then chopped up within the EU because it then becomes um, a way of control. We could say that we have all the financial services uh, the Germans have all uh, an amazing sort of manufacturing base, so it 's divided up. Um, and basically, a core group of people smell the fact that we are not in charge of our own country anymore. This is about sovereignty and democracy. And that's right. what it is about. You have come, as a as a Facebook friend of mine said, you came. I don't know whether it was in his state or whether, I'm, I don't know whether he meant the whole country. I don't think he meant the whole country, but, you know, he described it as coming between uh, in between 80,000 votes of 80,000 votes of losing the republic. You came, if if Hillary Rodham Clinton had won, your republic would have been over. That would have been it, finished. And people are going, oh, what do you mean? You know, she would have won a democracy, bloody blah, blah. Well, just look at what would have happened, which is when you have an ethos that says that the constitution is, it's like a living, breathing organism that we can change. Uh, no, I thought it was written on a wonderful piece of parchment uh, cr- and inspired by a number of gentlemen to bring together. And the Constitution is the Constitution. And that's why you then have certain judges um, in, uh, to then um, give, uh, give edicts on that and all the rest. And that's why you and many, many others were absolutely petrified about getting in because then she'd feel, fill all those uh, judges places that are coming up. Sadly, when people like Mr. Scalia uh, leave, leave us as well in circumstances that I think are a little bit questionable to some extent, um, etc. And that's why suddenly to be in this position when you can fill those judges places with, with conservatives, with also people that believe in the Constitution and the rule of law because it transpires that Hillary Rodham Clinton and President Obama, and it's all coming out now, to us, don't seem to believe in the rule of law. And all that President Trump is doing, President Trump is going to go down as, I believe, <laughs> the most successful president in history, because what he wants to do is to reinstate the Constitution. He is doing everything he promised He's the most unusual politician, because every promise that he has made, he's trying to put that into practice. He's trying to bring that about. So Nigel Evans, who's an MP on this side of the pond, who uh, a few weeks ago said, you know, I'm I'm no fan of uh, President Trump. I mean, it's been hilarious seeing and also disgusting and frankly, very embarrassing seeing some of the reaction in the House of Commons. It's been like a bunch of kids um, having a hissy fit or I'd say there's been a been a load of people, but it's a mass exorcism personally. So Mm -hmm. there's all all of all of this going on. And Nigel Evans said he said he's going to be a really, really unusual president because basically what he is actually doing is that he is going to be he is actually going to actually do what he said he would do. And that is what's going on. So when you come back to Brexit, it's about sovereignty and democracy. The reason why, and that's why there's an affinity across this pond. That's why when, when, when he was Donald Trump, he'd turn around and say, turn the cameras around, turn the cameras around. Look at 15, 20, 25, 30,000 people in these stadiums. I know that because I was in touch with their friends of mine in those stadiums, right? who now I've had the privilege to call friends of mine in that contact. When you are giving me, that you are sharing with your audience inside information about who you know in the special, uh, the uh, secret service, et cetera, et cetera, working with them, it's astounding. I'm then privy to other information because people were on the ground. And the reason why they were so shocked, and it was hilarious. I mean, we watched that. Uh, We watched that uh, on the night of... um, when it was announced that uh, he had won the shock because they had believed the false narrative and the false narrative was over here as well. We were given, right. you know, we were bombarded from, and that's why they that's why we are together on this. We were bombarded by David Cameron. We were bombarded by George Osborne. We had Tony Blair and, and, uh, and uh, John Major together. We had, um, uh, other liberal leaders together. And I turned around and said, you know, with all these people on the same stage, you'd you'd think we were a one-party state. You know, we are a communist socialist state. and And that actually is what the EU is in that sense. It's a super national government. And now they are talking about, they weren't talking about it before, They are, I think it came up in the last couple of days, maybe the EU having its own nuclear deterrent and now needing its own army. That was all, having its own army was all denied before the referendum by David Cameron. So all these people like Blair, they've all benefited. They have all benefited. Everyone else doesn't benefit. I think we are the second biggest financial contribution to the European Union. And the reason why there is a hissy fit because for 43 years, we have forgotten how to run our own country, sir. That is what we have forgotten to do. And as Richard North and Christopher Booker say in a lovely little 10-minute interview, they turned around and said, there's some wonderful people in this country, but the problem is they're not, they're not running it. So what would happen mm. is that for 43 years, and there's a great comedy series, people should look it up called Yes Minister, I should even send you a link to it. I'll try and find certain things if I can over the next few days and put it on your Facebook page, where basically we go into, in 1973, we were told, Heath, Ted Heath said, oh, you won't, use your, well, you won't lose your sovereignty and democracy. No, we will not I mean, I'll tell you another little quote about him. And I was in the same room as, uh, as these people. We lost our, our fishing industry was absolutely decimated. And um, and one of the things about going into the EU was surrendering that and surrendering where you could go and fish. So someone said to to Mr. Heath, said uh, you know if if we join the EU, uh, it will ruin our fishing industry. So he turns around and says, well, how many people in the fishing industry? And and someone says twenty two thousand. Well, that's an insignificant vote. Sorry, I'm doing a very bad impersonation of Ted Heath, but. (laughs) Um, who spoke with a very plummy British accent, which I don't have. But 20, so 22,000, it was like, oh, no, uh, that's fine. Well, it's not just that. It's all the villages. It's all the other businesses that surround that. And we have, you know, and I'm having to remind myself of myself this at the moment. We have a strong history of of entrepreneurialship and manufacturing. We have a strong history of that. But we have forgotten. We've forgotten that. And my prayer, like others, and it was soon after the Brexit vote, is that we have to find those wells again. And we have to find that. And, if, and I live, uh, you know, I live in a London suburb. Um, and a lot of Ramoners are still Ramoning. And they had a hissy fit. They don't want to leave the EU, Bloody blah. blah, blah well there's a number of people like them in London that earn a heck of a lot of money they're extremely comfortable and they all benefit but also it's because people don't like change and we can say that on both sides of the Atlantic in the world and I believe I do believe that God is up to some incredible things um that things are being shaken for a reason and it is and as that shaking's going on to a, a rock and roll song we need to we as Christians have got to move into these areas in prayer we have got to be praying now I um I heard via via um uh Sith, Sid Roth uh, show over there that wonderful uh, Christian show I love him he he had a couple of people on now you may agree I may disagree with them one lady was sharing uh, that um woman called Cindy Jacobs was sharing that she reckoned there was something like 58,000 intercessors praying in America. Now, you have a population of 314, 320. That's the legal legally, let alone anything else. I don't know a big, well, we work out the percentage 58,000 compared to 300 and say, let's stick it on 314 million. that's 340 million. That's not a lot. It's quite a small percentage. But we really need to be praying and i know over here but outside london there has been a lot of a lot of people praying so i'm going round the circles so let's just hit it the key issue is uh sean ladies and gentlemen the key issue is about sovereignty and democracy and it's about the fact that a number many people understood that but it was also about the fact that people felt totally disconnected from London. They felt totally forgotten. um, That in a sense, where you you have what we'd call the American dream, right? And that's what's important. That's what's important to Donald Trump about the fact that you can go over there, doesn't matter who you are, and you can start to make your way and be successful, inverted commas with whatever that means. And over here, a lot of people have felt that they didn't have access to that. And we have created big swathes of this country that are reliant on the state, that are reliant on benefit handouts, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, under LBJ over there, that created interesting situation for you, where people would then be uh, able to buy in votes in that way, if you're reliant on the state. Then you're going to keep uh, voting for a particular leader, a particular local MP or Congress uh, man or woman or senator, etc. Um, so that, in a nutshell, is 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 what it's about. And if that has, if our little country that has a huge historical affinity with you for a variety of different reasons, and it isn't just 1776, it goes far beyond that as well. But if we have helped to spur you on, which I believe we have, we really need you to help us to spur us on at the moment as well. And we need to uh, unite in prayer. I mean, I was, um, as a friend of, uh, another wonderful Facebook friend of mine, uh, Karen, if you're listening, i give just give you a shout out. Um, an amazing prayer prayer warrior. Who just I just said, you know, we need to, We need to start linking electronically we need a massive corporate prayer meeting you know we really do i can get quite emotional even thinking about it because we desperately we desperately need you and we desperately you know you need us and i want to say this there people have been people have been praying for your nation people are praying for your nation now i am within certain (laughs) Um, Within certain groups, within certain church groups, that's why I avoid certain groups. I have my own tribe, as we'd call them. Um, I don't attend certain places or I stay away from certain people because my views are then not accepted. As in, you know, can't cope with the fact that we voted for the EU. And when I was asked many months ago, well, you know, about the presidential election, And when uh, a few months after President Trump had announced he was running and I just said, uh, I said he needs to win. Now, it's not about me being clever. It's not about me being prophetic because I'm not a prophet. I'm not saying that. I just passionately believe that he needed to win. And the reason being is because he couldn't be bought. He couldn't be bought. And of course, he is not perfect. It's not about him personally. But it's about the movement that he represents, and as I said last time, when I had the privilege to be on your show. He represents, you know, the 61, 62 million people plus that voted for him in in what people insultingly call the flyover states. So, uh, you know, you fly from New York, Washington to California to Los Angeles, and everyone thinks that that both of those places are the centre of the universe in America. They are not, of course. You've got all those Amazing middle states. You, your friend, did that fantastic video, you know, when um, taking, uh, really taking the rise and having a go at all those uh, Hollywood stars. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm yeah, going to be popular in, that. in Hollywood. Was in that, <laughs> that, that was, you were in there. It was brilliant. I don't think I'm going to be uh, very popular in Hollywood. So somehow I need to work out a way to fund some of my films. But there we go. But, but I, um, that, that is. That is what it's about, and I think that is something I really, I am conveying it. I know, and I'm, I want to convey it with a, it is conveyed with a passion because I'm, I'm feeling that over here, it's tough, and um, I think we are going to see a uh, uh, turning a corner. I mean, I wish our prime minister would just get it on Israel and stop giving sort of double speak personally. I mean. Right. You, you would just not believe. You would not believe, right? When, when I might have said this, when Theresa May went over and met uh, the president, there was a point when he grabbed her hand, and he grabbed her hand because maybe I think he's a little bit unsure of himself on steps that maybe seem a bit slippery or maybe a bit weak. I'm not calling, uh, I'm not saying that the builders who built the Washington, Washington, there's any problems there, but maybe he was a little bit uncertain of himself. So he grabbed Teresa's hand to go down that step. The way the press spanned that over here was just appalling. Was just appalling. If my, you know, if my grandparents were alive at mid-80s or whatever, I'd, I'd grab that, I'm not calling Donald Trump old by any stretch, but I would I would grab their hand and make sure they were right to come down the steps. And as it transpires, sometimes he's a bit unsure of that. I mean, it's just been appalling. But we are going to get through this because Brexit is going to happen. President Trump presidency is going to stay there. But I will say this and you you're in touch with people and I'm not even going to ask you these questions or ask you to say anything. But with all the all the wiretapping stuff that's come out, first of all. Please, President, get that embassy moved into into Jerusalem ASAP, because I believe you will be blessed by that. We as a nation need to sort ourselves out in that regard. And two, you need to not just drain the swamp, but you need to concrete it over so it will never, ever be filled again. And all these people need to be revealed. I mean, John McCain going over to a conference in Munich and calling out the president in the way that he did. And now I, you know, understand what a rhino is. I mean, I picked up, a sorry, Sean, I'm on a roll here. I picked up a newspaper tonight, (laughs) right? The newspaper, um, when you go on the tube, on the London tube, there's a newspaper in the morning and there's a newspaper in the evening. And I just find them both left of centre. And, um, you know, either a slightly lost train of thought, but re- reading these uh, articles uh, tonight about, well, you know, he's gone mad. He's saying that, you know, it, uh, he was wiretapped. Um, and, uh, and now, of course, it's been revealed that, um, you know, that the CIA are listening to people through their televisions, care of uh, MI6 and GCHQ. Uh, MI6 helping to develop some software. Um, it now transpires in one article in the newspaper that I read that um, uh, or oh, actually no, it's online that um, the the actual uh, wiretapping and listening to stuff care of WikiLeaks through your television uh, is, is also been developed by MI6 and GCHQ. And uh, actually maybe there's an inference that they also played a part in handing information over after uh, Donald Trump was being, uh, when he was Donald Trump, was being wiretapped. I mean, this is just unbelievable, unbelievable. And of course, as you know, Obama was uh, wiretapping uh, Merkel and uh, and uh, what's it, Moon, Banky Moon when he was uh, uh, at the UN. I mean, we could go on. This is the kind of lunacy time that we're now uh, we're now living in. And people have got to hold all these people to account. And Sean, Sean, I'll say this. I believe, and, and please, people in the chat room, just let me know, and Sean, let me know. I believe that your incredible nation has become engaged in politics, engaged in what is going on in your country like no other time in recent history. I think it's absolutely hit you like a a steam train, what has been going on? I think it's absolutely hit you that what has been going on since um, uh, JFK, since sadly his death, and that's a subject for another night. And when President Trump gave his inauguration speech, I said it, I believe he took every single president back to the JFK, to the woodshed, as you say in that wonderful saying over there, and chop them up. That's what he did. And now he's like revealing all that. And it's as though the scales have come off your eyes where you are turning around and going, well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I need to go and reread the Constitution. Actually, hold on a minute. I I, I need to engage locally. Hold on a minute. I need to realize that Al Franken, Pelosi, Goodness knows whoever, and who are sitting uh, at his uh, speech the other day, last week in uh, in the Senate, uh, wearing white, et cetera, and, and not clapping and not actually respecting uh, a fallen hero of a Navy SEAL's wife, et cetera, making, uh, you know, taking the mickey out of her in an absolutely appalling way and actually not respecting the fact that all the president wants to do is to unite the country, to do what's best for the country, and to see the country prosper. And these people don't want that. And and again, the allegory is over here, is that people don't want us to leave the EU. So what that means is you come to a conclusion, like Digby Jones did, who is someone who's very um, involved in uh, business and business associations over here, just trying to think of what he he ran under various governments. He called the people that do not want to leave the EU, he called them saboteurs. And I have to say to you, what, and if, if you can't repeat it, I understand that, but what word are we starting to describe people that seem to be perfectly at comfortable with 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 waving the communist flag this i mean i was watching something the other day and i by Stephen molyneux and i need to watch the rest of it because it shook me and we do go back to mccarthy trials we do go back to this we do go back to and i'm i'm not fully au fait with certain aspects of that history because it's how it's been played out when people left. Um, except some people left America and came over here. I'm just trying to think of that famous actor that did that. Um, that actually there has been a certain plan to um, overt the Constitution via communism, socialism, for many, for many, many years. Now. Are you saying that Mr. Putin was d- interfering in the election? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. All that is a massive sideshow to really reveal what the Democrats had actually been up to, in, in my opinion. Um, I'm just going to take a breath, Sean, because I'm conscious that I'm throwing out loads and loads of different facts and maybe just rambling on. But um, if well, I've okay. answered me, the question, let me ask
1: you some quick questions. Let me ask you some quick questions mm. from the chat room. Uh, one is, uh, do common. you know of a do you know of a, a fellow by the name of Merlin Errol from the House of Lords? Uh, we're not sure if he's still active. He's a good friend of my buddy Jerry, and um, interestingly, his estate was used by the United States Air Force for Normandy invasion training.
2: Um, right. So do okay. you know of
1: a, a person by the name of Merlin Errol?
2: Um, I'm looking. I'm looking him up now. I'm actually looking him up now, and he is the 24th Earl of Errol. Yeah, is a crossbench bench, mem, cross bench member of the House of Lords, chief of the Scottish clan. Hey. Well, I'm Sutherland. Maybe I'm there's a distant relation, or maybe we are fought on the battlefield. Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't know him personally. Um, not at all. But go on. Next question. Next question
1: is, uh, well, it's more of a statement, and I think it's very accurate. Jerry uh, from Pennsylvania, many countries actually want their own Donald Trump. Uh, and, and, and many Republicans also, uh, I, I think there's an undercurrent here uh, where many of the people, they actually, uh, conservatives, they want Donald Trump because he is so radically different than uh, mm-hmm. Really, anything we've ever seen. And mm-hmm. he's done so much. I mean, he's, he has been so active uh, and, and really aggressive mm-hmm. at doing exactly what he said, which is such a rarity, without a bunch of mm-hmm. um, political speak. And, and, you know, we hate mm-hmm. that here. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other thing uh, that was mentioned I thought was, was interesting uh, there was some discussion about, you know, the thought of an EU army. When you talk about sovereignty, yeah. and you you brought this yeah. up, and one of the reasons why I'm I'm so against uh, the United Nations, and uh, mm. I'm not against mm. the idea mm. of NATO, but I'm very against the idea of NATO uh, imposing international law against guns and other things here. It, you know, it's it's you know your own country. You you deal with your own country, and when there's crossover, we we make some sort of agreement, but we don't foist laws on the American people, and quite frankly, or the British people. Uh, you know, because some other country doesn't like it. And then, um, you know, people, Jerry brought up, people really do want their country back. And that God yes, does indeed do. work through nations. He always he always yes. has. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, uh, here's a question, a funny question from uh, Steve from Ohio. Lemon or no lemon in your tea? And when you have tea, do you have crumpets or do you have cake? <laughs>
2: I don't there's have lemon in my tea. Couple. I don't, I don't have lemon in my tea. It's a very, very tough question. I think tonight is about the. This is going to be the toughest thing I've ever said. Um, I don't have lemon in my tea. I actually have green. I actually have green tea. And uh, so, what were you saying? Do I have crumpets or do I have cake? Is that what you were just saying? Right. Um. Yes. Crumpets uh, or cake? The thing that he, but the, but the key thing that he missed out on is whether it comes on the silver tray. So obviously, he hasn't been doing his research.
0: <laughs>
2: um, crumpets or cake? I'll have both. I'll have both. Actually, no, I shouldn't have them because they're not good for my health. But um, it's a bit like well, when, you say, uh, my own heart. when you say, when you say, is it is it scone or is it scone? It all depends uh, which part of the uh, which part of the country you come from. And then there's a, there's a constant right. uh, disagreement over that. But I think I think I have to sure. say sorry. Who's that gent- Who's that gentleman that asked that question? that's steve from the state of ohio in the united states right steve steve i have to say that that is uh, an extremely important question uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've handled many three, important is issues today but that one is the most well steve says the that, only tea he has
1: is liberty so uh, that's interesting well well done well done and so,
2: i do a i do what um what happened at the boston tea party did you put it in there or did we did tea, you throw it overboard? The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Boston Tea Party, what happened? Did you throw it overboard? I did not. You know that? I wasn't there. No, but... no. But what I mean is, I know, I know you were. But historically, what I was just trying to be flippant and clever. But now it's totally backfired. <laughs> historically, what was all that about? Was that about not paying tax? When you threw the tea in uh, the tea Part away? of it. Part of it was. Part of it was. Yeah, I understand yeah. there were other issues well, at work there, too. Well, the other the other thing is, and he's raised a very good point, which is about liberty. I actually believe, and it is the scales coming off people's eyes, that the spiritual battle here has been about revealing nation states and getting rid of like a spiritual cloud that is above us in regard to uh Seeing the kingdom of God expand. Because, excuse me, because in many ways you could argue that the European Union, in many ways, is, is certain aspects are quite a are quite a go, quite a godless place. You know, so um, that raises an issue. I mean, number of years ago, to me, you know, I mean, there are many, many, there are many Christians over here that don't agree with me at all. There are many Christians. <laughs> And some of them live not too far from me and may not be talking to me. But there we go. Bless them. And the, the key thing is is that we, they passionately believed that we shouldn't have left. I passionately, like others, believed that we should have done. And there was a massive, massive spiritual battle. And there were lots of people praying. I remember being when I was on the show last time, There was an inc- I talked about the incredible lightning strikes, the, the storm that was going on in In uh the southern part of England, and it was a real sign there were floods in London. I certainly prayed for that because then it stopped certain individuals going out to vote. people within london centric and certain aspects of Scotland and other you know other places, but mainly in london centric certain aspects of Scotland, yeah, it was political, but also within london very 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 self well what about me? you know what about i mean the the key the key thing I want to say this. There is a distinction, and this is what came out of this prayer meeting. It's very important to say. I've said it before. There's a key distinction between the European Union and Europe. I love Europe, but I do not like European governance. And that is what it is. It's a, basically, it's a, to me, it's a socialist system. I can't vote in or out these people and some of the laws coming down and You know, we are very, we are also very, very grateful that uh, to your uh, previous president, uh, 44, to President Obama for coming over and saying that you must stay in the EU, otherwise you'll go to the back of the queue. That, I think, did it for everyone. He helped to push us over the line. So I'll give him that due. I'm very grateful to him for that. Because I think what happened then was a bunch of British people turned around and went, hold on a minute. No. No, 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 no. We're not having you come here, boss us around, and tell us what to do. And people turned around and went on your bike. You know, we're we're not doing that. Um. So I'm extremely grateful for you and your and your dear uh, listener. There is absolutely right. It is about it is about liberty. And if we and you discuss this on your show, if we look back, at who uh, the Clintons are. If we look back at the influence on her politically from, you know, Sal who, when it seems convenient, says, you know, I'm a member of the Baptist institution and then goes on 18 months ago or even last year saying that people would have to change their long held views, religious views or long held views on, you know, issues like abortion and all the rest. I mean, who do you think you are? This is just so dictatorial. Then we look at um, uh, Barack Hussein Obama's, uh, again, Saladinsky again being a a community activist. I believe that in his I mean, this is the ironic thing. So in his case, he's running, at one point, he's only running uh, maybe a room of 35 people manage that. So you've then elected President Trump, who's runs... A multi-billion dollar industry, right? Now, I know Snopes has had, and that's proved to be a left-wing diatribe and has now been sunk, I believe. But I know Snopes made a big thing about having a go at him saying, well, he inherited $30, $30 million. Well, let's just kick it. Let's just keep it to, you know, maybe $1 or $2 million. And yes, he might have had some bankruptcies and he's had some major ups and downs. But look at what he's done. Look at the fact that he employs, I believe, ten thousand people and all this kind of thing. And then you're moaning that he wants to run your country and, and do really well. You know. Um and uh I'm on the I'm on the radio. Show, so and do that. So I think um I think that is what is really I did warn them, sorry about that. Family. But I did this oh, is okay. this is the um this is the um it's real. It's real in this house. In a minute, the cat walking. Um but the, the this is um that is what. that is what I cannot believe that they're moaning at. The fact that he's gone to Boeing and said, no, 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 we're not having a new Air Force One at that price. Sort this out. He's then gone to um, about this, this jet and gone, uh, uh, excuse me, you want to manufacture a new fighter jets? One, well, let's make sure it works. Two, it ain't going to work for that money. Sort it out there's also a rumor right. i know that the debt ceiling debt ceiling is coming up which is another issue but there's also i heard that within the first month he's actually reduced the expenditure of of the government okay he is wanting to by billions,
1: it, by billions of dollars mark by, by, by billions. billions and, and the previous
2: in yeah i know short and the previous yeah yeah absolutely so the previous president who then runs up um as much debt as all the other presidents in in your in uh, in America in history in line together right what does what does this say? I'm just saying a fat what it seems to be that the individual was very very good at um coming up with a rhetoric the fact that um I've forgotten the first name, but the guy is uh, mr uh, Gallup I think or Gallup, and um and uh, Sheriff Apio, of course, and another load of uh, uh, and his posse, had then found out, and they and he and Sheriff Apio was trying to prove that it that there was no nothing wrong with the birth certificate. Then proves the fact that it's fake in nine places, and sends it off to a place in Italy to verify that, as well as uh, a document in America. We're not making any of this up, but what is astounding is that the press. Because of the control, we look at, you know, the Communist News Network and all behind Clinton. I'm sorry, I, I love saying those. Whoever thought of all of these was absolutely superb, absolutely amazing. And then you've got, do people realize, Misha, Misha Brinsky, right? Misha Brinsky on Morning Joe. Do people realize who she is? Do you know who her father right. is? Yeah, right? Br- 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 her father is Brzezinski. I've forgotten the name. Uh, you know, on the Trilateral Zbigniew. Commission, Ca- Council of Foreign Relations. Sorry, what's his first name? Zbigniew. What's his first name? Uh, yeah, that's it, uh, Zbigniew. So, so his father, Yeah. That's it. So we, I've got one of his books here, and we have to read what the enemy writes. So, and I'd say this to people. I say this to you guys over there. Please, and, and maybe Sean, what we need to do is to um, is to share a reading list. Right, I'm building up a library here. I have a lot of uh, a lot of books, um, secondhand books coming in. One I'm I'm interested in, but 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 the information is key. We've got to grab hold of that. You you, I can just urge, have the privilege to urge all of you to over there. Well, one is just keep praying, and we're reading scripture, and then in a spare moment start looking at your history getting hold of certain books from when eisenhower stepped down and start reading that understanding what lbj was really up to and then it's like oh this is conspiracy no 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 this is it's true because it then paints the pattern and explains why you are where you are and the other the other thing and and I mean it's been such a furore over here and unfortunately even um I mean I am there's something I am very upset about actually is the fact that um I understand that you have managed to I'm pleased for you but I understand that you've managed to get rid of uh, Miley Cyrus but what I'm not pleased about is that according to some press reports she's going to become a british citizen so we do need prayer over that um, and we need her to become a Christian. That'd be amazing. Um, so, when well, you know, Donald Trump,
1: Miley Cyrus, uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, you know, when she grew up, she was raised. Mm. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus was a, a you know, he mm. still is mm. very well known, mm. kind of a one-hit wonder mm. guy, but but a very mm. huge song. Uh, and then and then uh, she was really a neat kid. Now I, I have a friend of mine who's a, a director and. Hollywood and New York and and all these places, big-time director. Uh, And he says that when she has been on set, she's been very well prepared. She refers to everyone as yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. She's extremely respectful, very well prepared, and very professional. What's interesting to me is that she was, you know, obviously she's chosen, Miley Cyrus has chosen this uh, very... Uh, crude and, uh, yeah. and, and and very disgusting new thing you know uh, Hannah yeah. montana yeah. was yeah uh, but she's making a very clear break from that when in but, well what's interesting to me is she was raised uh, a very active christian uh, by her father and by her mother and so, so she abandoned all that yeah Katie very so absolutely
2: Perry.
1: absolutely and now she's pagan I mean, Katy Perry is absolutely pagan. And so uh, it is interesting how they make that choice to get to that spot uh, where mm-hmm. it's which
2: master am I going mm-hmm. to serve? Am, am I going to? Oh, serve? I, I, could, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we've when we've got a situation where a bunch of uh, we're not making this up either, where a bunch of witches decide to get together to pray against Donald Trump. You know, President Trump. I mean, you got. I mean, this is just outrageous, right? This is real. Yeah. This is the kind yeah. of warfare that yeah. we are dealing with. And I am. Yeah. I tell you what. Let's point people in this in this direction, right? Let's point people in this direction. And I'm extremely grateful for a dear, dear friend of mine over here, who um, got a, who put me onto him. He's he's no longer with us. I think he died around about 1984. But he's a man called. Uh, Win Worley, right? You can look it up on your side of the pond. I've bought some of his books which is about spiritual warfare, which is about binding and loosening, etc. Now some people over there or ever listening might go, hold on a minute, Mark, what are you on about? You've completely lost the plot. No, I haven't. It's totally scriptural. And I'll tell you, and the other thing is, is that if it helps, if it helps you, there was a book that came out a number of years ago called This Present Darkness by uh, Frank Peretti, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, if people read that book, this is real. I'm, you know, over the last few years, particularly over the last few months, last 18 months, I've been getting my, my head around this. Now, I'm not saying this to show off. I want you to listen, I want people to hear me. I'm not saying this to show off, but since last February, a day a day wouldn't go by or even if it was every two days i'd be uh talking to a dear friend of mine i'll just give him a shout over here jonathan um, if he then listens to the show later um and the fact that we would be praying about brexit and we would be praying about your country we'll be praying for president trump and we're distinctly praying that he moves the embassy right there is another amazing there's another amazing uh, person on your side of the pond uh, called uh, Sheila Zielinski. She's written an amazing book or uh, doing a teaching about powerful warfare prayers. We have, I don't apologize for any of this, and I'm to some extent a bit new into some of this because it's as though we walk to we you know we're walking we're walking in the in the spirit as the scripture says you know we're just passing through we're not we're not of this world but we're passing through. And I'm trying to even more grab what that concept is. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. saying we, how do we, you know, how do we see the, what is our role within God's kingdom? How do we see that come about? And, um, it's a bit like for you, I believe under president Trump, you have been given a stay of ex- execution. You've been given Absolutely. a period, a period of time. Now we are, I I don't like that phrase, you know, we know how the book ends because we need to read it, which is the book of revelations and what happens. It's true, I passionately believe that. I believe that's beginning to really play out now. Now, we have got to, and this weighs heavy because I'm then working out what what I've got to do, like all of us, we've got to get as many people into the ark as possible, right? We've got to see people saved. The only thing that will stop uh, Europe's problems is a total revival, and it's uh, and it's the same in your and in your country, right? But but true, not namby pamby fluffy churchness. I don't do that. And I'll tell you what, your your book, um, how mediocrity killed the church. I'll have to talk to you. I'd love a out of a signed copy of it of you my friends i'd love to read that I'll send because you. we have send your address i will do i would love it because we have mediocrity over here we're playing mm-hmm. we're playing games we are playing games and i'm not a fan of some of your big churches over there because i'm not mm-hmm. a fan of a huge amount like all the emerging church nonsense not a fan of that mm-hmm. Rick Warren, the purpose-driven drivel, as I call it, not a fan of that at all, mm-hmm. right? Not a fan. Brian McLaren, the whole thing, I know about it. It's influenced, deeply influenced uh, friends of mine or ex-friends of mine and various things over here. Um, we are massively, massively sort of uh, under attack in that way. But going back to the win-worthy stuff, I mean, he was so ahead of the game in binding and loosening and just uh, praying and it is the spiritual warfare. So if people read uh, this pre- the present this present darkness, you then give you even more, with, quite rightly, with right. scripture of of the fight that's mm-hmm. going on in the second heaven. This massive fight that's going on spiritually. And I, you know, there are sometimes in my walk I've said over the last few months. I just think I've been being a Christian over thirty years. What the heck have I been playing at? What have I been playing at? Mm-hmm. What have I been doing? You know, and I'm... Well, I,
1: I have I'm a sailing, saying that I say when I'm preaching.
2: Mm.
1: I hear you. Uh, when, uh, when I'm preaching, a lot of times, different places, uh, churches will ask me, and, and I absolutely agree, and, and our chat agrees, it's a, it's a massive uh, spiritual warfare that's going on uh, in the mm. world, but our two countries really had, a, had such a great heritage of faith uh yes. such a Judeo-Christian foundation. Yes. Um, we honored that. Uh, our founders honored that greatly. There was there's certainly no element of mm. rejection of that as it's been taught in the schools mm. nowadays. By the way, uh, we're of one accord, you and I, as it relates to a lot of the postmodern Western evangelical drivel that comes out. And, and mm. I think you'll like my book because I really expose a lot of it. Um, it is a, it's a book that, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Really what it is, is, it's two different voices speaking. It's the pastor up uh, on the podium behind the pulpit preaching uh, to the congregation, and then the pastor steps down uh, into the crowd and speaks as a business person or a worker or a uh, you know, an, oh, an employee uh, or a student. Yeah. So there's two different. And, and 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 what we were intended to do is to be salt and light into the world. But what happened is when when we went into the world, we were uh, we were soft and we were apologetic and we lacked the requisite faith uh, to step into the darkness of uh, secular institutions and impact them for Christ, impact them for faith. Instead, what happened? The 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 leftist society started yelling uh, things at us that we didn't want really to hear, uh, and and then eventually, what ended up happening? The darkness overtook the light because we were too soft. We succumbed to every little breeze, and that blew out our light. And then someone would convince us, "Well, light
2: your light your light again." It doesn't become a torch. Wait, wait. That a ab- candle flickering? Absolutely, absolutely. And we then they then. They then created little empires of big churches, and they all went there and they didn't invade the world. And then they wonder why the world has become the state it is in. Um, And I mean, my own personal sort of church walk is rather interesting. Most should be like you. I don't do I don't do control very well when I meet people that confuse, that confuse it's not that I'm a rebel. I'll just say this, that's often thrown at me as convenient because I'm not agreeing with other people. But when people confuse unity with conformity, and that's 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 the problem, that's the problem, right? You have, you know, that whole saying on your side of the pond when it talks about the free, you know, the free man, right? It's not that I'm being sexist, just saying the free man. That saying, you know, the land of, of the free. What does that mean? I mean, over here, we don't even understand why you have the Second Amendment. I mean, I must be one of only one or two Brits in this country that actually understands why you have the Second Amendment. And uh, I think uh, maybe the other person that doesn't seem to understand why you have the Second Amendment was Piers Morgan. And no wonder he came back with uh, his tail between his legs. But um, you're, no, you're ab- absolutely right absolutely right and i look for i'd love to i look forward to reading that because we the church over here is in an absolute i just find it in an absolute mess right i do on one level i think there's a mess for many of us that um believe in the way or think in the way that i do we're not we're not comfortable in a lot of um so called established churches right we're not mm-hmm. Uh, the particular streams that we may belong to or not, we're not accepted there at all. We're rege- we're rejected in in uh, in those places. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean that you know we carry on. I mean, the reason why, so for argument's sake, it's like the history of Hollywood, right? My understanding of that is that so a group of uh, people come over to America, uh, then uh, I think. Jewish background, go to a land in New York and because of uh, anti-Semitism, are then told, no, 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 you've got to go over to the West Coast. Right. Off they go. And then they're given uh, land, um, they're given uh, like Hollywood, given the land and said, right, you can have this land, do whatever you like, create film studios, but build a church, et etc. et cetera. And then Hollywood starts. And then, of course, some huge uh, blockbuster films uh, are made, you know, Ben-Hur and all this. And then, um, and stupidly and embarrassingly, I can't even think of the director at the moment. That comes to me in a minute. Cecil B. DeMille, right? So he's going through the Old Testament to think of wonderful stories he can make. And uh, that's going on. And then at a period of time, uh, word gets round that um, churches uh, are not... um, sending their uh, 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 speaking ill of hollywood and saying oh you mustn't get involved it's a den den of iniquity and all this so word goes out i think from warner brothers who were started by the wazowski brothers so i think they're polish jews um or or russians one of the two there so they've come over then eastern europe so word goes out they send letters to churches i'll send us your actors send us your writers send us all this And various and they get letters from various ministers or a minister saying, you know, we'd rather hell freeze over.
1: Mm -hmm. That
2: absolutely when I'm I want to find the money to make my little my little film into Between Lambs and Lions and make the beach film version, there's another amazing script that I've got as well that very much involves American politics as well. You know, and I'm not being funny, but... Well, I but want folks, I only... want
1: folks we're, we're, we're almost out of time, but I want folks of lands and lines. listen, folks, you need to watch this. It's a, it's a brief film, but I'm telling you, the fact that Mark was able to make this film on the budget that he had is extraordinary because when you watch it, it's, it's excellent. I mean, it is Thank really you. excellent. It's riveting. Uh, and you might say, well, I'll watch a little bit of it now, and then I'll watch a little bit of it later. What you end up doing is you're going to be late for whatever it is you're leaving for because you're going to watch the the, the movie in its entirety because it will it's, it's only ten and a half to your isn't it? share.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only, only 10, 10 and a, half, and a half, half
1: minutes. I'm telling you, folks, maybe uh, what you can do, send a link to uh, my Facebook, and uh, mm. if you're on Twitter, at The Ninja Pastor, send it there. And, you know, I'll, I'll continue to promote it wherever I possibly can because I think it's a powerful, powerful statement. In ten and a half minutes, you get the point across uh, very powerfully, and I, I might even say very artfully. Uh, it's it's just a really, really excellent, excellent work, and we still so appreciate you sharing it with us. Unfortunately, we are just about out of time, and uh, so
2: nice. time always
1: flies when we get to talk to our friend across the pond. And uh, thank you for staying up and watching. And please give my regards to your family. And sorry for uh, taking over um, taking over the the uh, the home here for a few minutes. But uh, it's just been an honor. It always is an honor to have you. I look forward to potentially, if I can book some. Sp- and this is for folks that are in Dallas, Texas. Uh, if I can book some speaking engagements in Dallas, uh, that would make it possible for Mark and I to meet uh in person. He's gonna be in Dallas uh, at a certain time in the very near future and so uh that would be awesome if we could do that because and yeah, what we would book, do is book, we would book. do a remote show.
2: I'd love it. Book both of us. <laughs> That'd
1: be amazing.
2: Yeah, right, right. Us, book both uh, of us,
1: yeah. And and
2: uh book both of us, get so, get us and, out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so listen, thank you so much for joining us, and, and it's right. been awesome, right. and, and uh, I've got to make a quick announcement uh, after we hang up with you to the radio audience, but certainly do appreciate it. It means the world to me, and we'll talk very, very soon. Folks, all of our oh, appreciation actually. and thanks to Mark.
2: No, well, well, thank you, and uh, please please keep praying, and uh, thank you. I thank you all for your prayers for our nation at this moment. All right. God, God bless Take you. Care, brother.
1: So, folks, there you have it. What an excellent, excellent, uh, boy, oh, boy. Really, really, really uh, great guest. I love having him on. Uh, cer- certainly a brilliant, extremely well-read, well-informed man. And um, I want to say as we get ready to close, uh, we only have just a, a couple minutes, you know, I talk about Second Call Defense a lot. They're uh, in the state of Delaware, second smallest state, and there is a serial uh, kidnap slash rapist. Uh, that's attacking in, there's only three counties in Delaware, New, Newcastle County is where he's striking, uh, where he is, uh, you know, it's it's awful. And I'm telling you, folks, if you have a gun, even if you just own a gun, you've got to go to my website, theninjapastor.com or com. Go there. There's a red banner at the bottom, Second Call Defense. Please click on that. Not if you're from Newcastle County, Delaware, but just all over uh, the United States, Click on that because it's going to open your eyes. You get a series of free reports, and, um, and y- you know, you're, you're going to empower yourself. And believe you me, you'll be blown away to learn that you're not covered by your homeowner's insurance. You're not covered by your vendor's insurance. In fact, it is specifically excluded, specifically excluded. And I'm telling you, you will lose your job. You will lose friends. Uh, it, is, it is amazing. What happens if you have to use your gun? But even if you're at the grocery and you carry a gun, you have a license to carry. Uh, you carry a gun. You reach for something on the upper shelf at the grocery, and it exposes your gun. Someone calls the police and says, "I'm, I'm frightened." There's a, you know, the police come in, and you know they they do what they can do, uh, and they try to be safe. And so they put you on the ground. They put their hands behind your back, and you know, and then finally you're like, look, my wallet, my billfold's right there in my pocket. You know, I have a license to carry, permit to carry. It's all good. Um, even still, that person can still, you know, take you to court. So you you want to have representation. That is, in fact, use of your gun, even though you didn't pull it out to use it. You didn't brandish it. It just, it, you know, your, your coat or your uh, cover garment might have just uh, got hung up on the butt of the gun or the grip of the gun. This is where second call defense comes into play. Honestly, I have looked at all of them, all of them, all these types of things. There's a lot of copycats out there. Nobody comes close to this. I encourage you to do it. I really do. Remember our friends at thelogox.com. Remember them. If you if you cut wood or you go into the woods and cut, you know, you need to deal with logs. I'm telling you, thelogox.com. And check out the three-in-one tool. Right in there, coupon code, the Ninja Pastor, uh, you're going to get $25 off. It's absolutely extraordinary. Folks, thank you for joining us. We so appreciate it. I, I encourage you to, to join us again. Go to the com. listen to the shows. You'll be glad you did. Everything is free. God bless you.
0: Join us next time.